remain risen and receive these words from the Gospel according to Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 25th verse. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. Receive what the Spirit is saying. And I invite you and all of us here together now to pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you. Ground us in your love, O God. Help us receive what you need us to receive today so that we might be able to respond with open hearts and open minds and open arms. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So here's the thing. I am not good at texting. I use one thumb to type all messages of any kind on my phone. And this lack of facility has led to some rather unfortunate typos over the years. But not all of them have been bad. As you know, on a keyboard, the O and the I are right next to each other. And for years now, when I've meant to type the word love, I accidentally end up with the word live. I'm seeing a bunch of head nods. I'm not alone. Because my thumb gets lazy, in my case, my thumb gets lazy and it doesn't reach all the way over to the O. At some point, I realized that this regular mistake could serve as a useful reminder. Namely, that to live and to love are closely related. In the Luke version of the great commandment that is our gospel for today, a legal expert tests Jesus with the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And the one being tested, Jesus, responds with a test. Well, you're the lawyer. Tell me what you read in the law. What do you find there? And the lawyer gets a gold star for his answer. He knows good and well that loving God with your whole being and loving your neighbor as yourself is the very heart of the law. And Jesus responds, do this and you will live. To love is to live. 
Some of you will know what comes next in this story in Luke's gospel. The lawyer asks a follow-up question. Who is my neighbor? And Jesus proceeds to tell a story that does not allow love to remain in any way abstract. He tells the story of the Samaritan who, unlike the busy professional religious people, stops by the side of the road to carry a victim of violence to safety and healing. Love, Jesus teaches, is found in caring for the wounded and the passed over, to notice and lift up the unseen, abandoned ones, and to be generous with our time and our resources to assure care for those we encounter along our life's journey. The lawyer who asked the question likely didn't want to receive such a message, particularly because the one who got the answer right in the story, that is the Samaritan, the neighbor, was a Samaritan, the one excluded from the lawyer's church. How about that? But Jesus says, go and do what this excluded one has done. Love like one who knows what it's like to be ignored, who knows what it's like to be abused, overlooked, excluded, unloved. Love, Jesus teaches, is not contained in our human boundaries. Whoever loves God and loves neighbor lives. And whoever makes an act of love gives life. (laughs) The life inherited through loving God and neighbor is eternal. I'm going to say, so this is just a little theological Sidebar we're going to take for a minute, because it's it's important. Because the lawyer asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Let's talk about what that might mean. The life inherited through loving God and neighbor is eternal, not because by doing enough good deeds on earth, you earn your ticket into heaven in the next life. Rather, the life we inherit and share through acts of love, that life is eternal because all love flows from its source who is the eternal God. That is to say, as we love, we participate in God's life-giving, liberating love. God's love overflows. It is a love divine, all loves excelling that overflows. And then we learn to love because God has loved us in that way. And then it fills us. And then we participate in that love. We receive that love. We live in that love. Then we share that love. And that love is eternal because it is from God. Acts of love are an inbreaking 
Whenever they happen, acts of love are an inbreaking of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. We don't have to wait. Acts of love, those inbreaking moments of eternal life, of love given and shared, received. Those are what give hope, even in the midst of all that is wrong in the world. Earlier this month, in response to our sermon series theme on hope, I generously received a book from a member of Foundry entitled The Book of Hope, A Survival Guide for Trying Times. It's an interview of Jane Goodall, the famous naturalist who made a name for herself through her study of an engagement and relationship with chimpanzees. And in Jane's introduction to the book, I just received it last week, so I haven't gotten very far, but in the introduction to the book, she writes this, and I'm quoting her. Jane is almost 90 years old, you may be thinking. If she is aware of what is going on in the world, how can she still be writing about hope? She's probably giving in to wishful thinking. She's not facing up to the facts. She goes on to share some of her personal experiences with seeing the destruction of habitat, the cruelty of people, the ways that we uh, are suffering and doing harm in the world. And goes on to say this, I am facing up to the facts. And on many days, I admit, I feel depressed. Days when it seems the efforts, struggles, sacrifices of so many people fighting for social and environmental justice, fighting prejudice and racism and greed are fighting a losing battle. But each time, she says, that I become depressed, I think of all the amazing stories of courage and steadfastness and determination of those who are fighting the forces of evil. For yes, I do believe there is evil amongst us, but how much more powerful and inspirational are the voices of those who stand up against it. And even when they lose their lives, their voices still resonate long after they're gone, giving us inspiration and hope, hope in the ultimate goodness of this strange, conflicted human animal that evolved from an ape-like creature some six million years ago. She goes on to say, what is this hope that I still believe in? Well, it's not passive wishful thinking. That's the opposite of real hope, which requires action and engagement. Many people understand the dire state of the planet, she says, but do nothing about it because they feel helpless and hopeless. And then I hope people realize 
that their actions, however small they may seem, will truly make a difference. Our actions, our acts of love, even when they feel small and insignificant, are inbreaking of the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Our actions, no matter how small or insignificant they may seem, make a difference. Our acts of love are sources of hope for others. They're sources of life for others. A phrase that has resonated with me through this series and through our stewardship campaign was first voiced by our board president, Amanda Beadle. She's spoken about our generosity towards Foundry, our making financial commitment to support Foundry as an act of love. And that really is so true. Like all of our acts of love, our support for Foundry gives life. It creates life. It sustains life. And every gift makes a difference. Every act of love makes a difference. It's always, I always um, try not to ever take for granted that I get this front row seat to how Foundry sort of continues to move and grow and give and support and all of the beautiful ways that that happens. I, I get to see and, and give thanks to God for all the gifts that flow in and, and to see how every person and all the places that we are, as much as we can give, we may not feel it's that much, but that all of it helps us finally reach the goals that we set for ourselves. It just it just takes each one of us doing our part, and it is so beautiful to see, to witness, and to get to be a part of. I've talked about giving as a spiritual practice. I spoke a couple of weeks about it as going through the motions, as one of those things that trains us in the ways of God's grace and generosity so that the way that love flows into us, then simply it's like the prophet said, it gets written on our heart. It's this interesting thing in that text. Did you notice it says you'll no longer, there will be a day when we'll no longer have to teach because it will simply be. Can you imagine not having to struggle to make the right choice? Can you imagine what it would be like to simply know how to love God and know neighbor and love neighbor without having to choose anything? It just sort of happens. That's the promise, that it will be written on our hearts. And that happens because we practice. We do the things over and over again, and it starts to go deeper so that that's where it lands. And then we find ourselves in a moment like today when we gather up the gifts of the body to support Foundry in the coming year. And people's hearts are simply moved out of love, an act of love, to say, this is what I can do. This is how I can, can show my love and support this community that helps me know God and serve God, to love God and to love neighbor. We do that together, 
And today we celebrate a future with hope, trusting that always by God's grace and together we will live and love and serve and give in ways that give hope and life to others. We practice it together. I've been practicing it for years. I like to always say and remind all of you that I would never ask anyone to do something I'm not willing to do myself, and that this spiritual discipline is something that we all share, I along with you. I work year by year, even if it's just a little bit, to give a little more every year, to get to that point where I'm able to, to be honest with myself that I'm giving as much as I can. And my goal had been to get to 10% of my net income, and this year I've gotten just above it. And I'm, I'm feeling grateful for this discipline that pushes me and stretches me and pushes my marriage sometimes, too. I'm not even going to lie about that. I have a lot of support from my spouse, thanks be to God. But I'm trying to keep it real. <laughs> together we practice. Together we give. Together we do these things, and not just alone, but by, but by the love divine, all loves excelling, that touches our lives, connects us to the eternal, and helps us, even in our small and faltering ways, to be agents of inbreaking of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven even today. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.